1: Under the Southern Stars rolls into Australia to rock you this March. Chief Trick, Stalkable Pilots, Bush, and just announced Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. Flush Rose Tattoo, Electric Mary and more. Don't miss Under the Southern Stars. Get tickets now at underthesouthernstars.com.au hey <laughs>
0: how, you, how you going mate i'm doing good where, where are you zooming from today i'm on
1: the gold coast sunny oh, hot. beautiful yeah it's not bad dude we pretty yeah pretty lucky to be here i tell you
0: <laughs> yeah now are you getting out there and swimming and surfing and, and having a blast or uh
1: nah, working <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but uh hey i, I bet you're all looking forward to coming down and, and doing all those things aren't you
0: Oh, I mean, we, we've done a one month of touring in the last two years and that was around the States. So yeah, I've been, uh, done a little traveling, but I'm really looking forward to getting out there and seeing how beautiful your country is again. And yeah. And seeing the Gold Coast and, you know, down South and it's going to be great. Did you come to the Gold Coast
1: last time you were here? I know
0: you did Brisbane. <laughs> no, we did. We did Brisbane. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah. now uh, at least we're doing three shows in that area. So, um, and it's going to be good. It's uh, I'm just looking forward to it. You know, I love doing outdoor shows. Um, you know, there's an intimacy that you get when you do an inside show and, uh, you know, and especially with the lights and all that, but there's just the energy of just a beautiful outdoor venue when the weather's right and everyone's just excited in there and everyone's just partying all day and having a great day. Um, it's, it's just a great, it's really great being a musician and being able to be a part of
1: all that and and just, you know, spreading the love. Oh man, I tell you what. When I saw that the, uh, of course, we're talking about the Under the Southern Stars tour, which is massive. Yes. I mean, for us, this is like the first real big international tour. So, so many people are excited. So I'm pumped, man. <laughs> like, and you're playing yeah, my yeah. hometown. So, it's like kind of really special. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's great. And you get to see uh, Bush and Cheap Trick, you know, Electric Mary, Rose Tattoo. There's going to be some good bands on there.
1: Yeah, man. Absolutely, and of course, you know Stone Temple Pilots, one of my favorite bands. Yeah,
0: who, who are they? Uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah who, who are those guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like seriously, like I'm very, very, very excited. So, and, and you mentioned those other bands you're going to be touring with. Are you, I mean, are you mates with those guys? With with Bush, Bush and Cheap Trick,
0: yeah, we've done um, last couple of years. We went to South America with Bush, and we did uh, some stuff in the states. And with Cheap Trick on our Tiny Music tour. Uh, back in the late 90s, we had them out for three or four weeks. And it was great. I, I went out there and watched every single night of them playing. Because I was such a fan of them when I was younger. Uh, about when I was in uh, middle school and and playing drums and, and, you know, learning to play that, you know, like some Aerosmith and some a lot of ACDC and Cheap Trick, man. That was like, that was it. And and then to years later, Beyond Tour with them and hanging out with them. was just it's it's awesome
1: it's pretty cool i've never seen cheap trick so i'm super excited to be seeing them fi- like finally
0: fantastic man They those guys don't age they just keep getting better and better
1: oh no i know it's crazy and it's yeah it's gonna be <coughs> such a great tour man like it, as i said you know before the pandemic it was you know obviously it's got pushed back a little bit but here we yeah. are finally and we're less than a month away <laughs> i mean
0: i know uh, the first. This, this is the third time it's been tried. So uh, the first time was just right when everything shut down. And, yep. just, you know, man. I was texting friends out there, out, out in uh, Perth, like, okay, we'll be out, you know, we'll be out in six weeks, oh, man, we're going to go here and you're going to take you surfing and fishing. And then, uh oh, I don't know if I'm going to be
1: coming. Oh, man. It would yeah, have been it- hard. It would have been really hard for you guys, you know, because it's what you do and what you live for, eh?
0: And I, I've heard the horror stories of, you know, people traveling all, you know, for us, it's a long ways to get there. And yeah. some bands that got out there and like, okay, then going home. And, and that would just be heartbreaking to make it all the way there and not be able to to perform for the audiences.
1: Well, I had mates go over your way and they literally played one show. And at the end of the show, they were like, uh, you got to go home, man. They're like, yeah. Yeah. Things are, <laughs> and they- things are closing down. Oh. Yeah. But, uh, man, I'm glad that we're at this point. Hey, and I'm so glad that, the, that I'm going to be seeing Stone Temple Pilots again. You know, as I said, one yeah, of my so favorite fans.
0: Yeah, man, it's great. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. And, uh, you know, over here in the States, things are opening up and, you know, a lot of mandates are coming down. So it's just gatherings are just going to be more and more fun and a little less stressful. And, uh, you know, that's, that's what I'm looking forward to.
1: Yeah, man, it feels more re- – now I'm talking to you about it. Like, it feels so much more real. You know, it's <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. It's like oh, it's actually happening. It's a. It, yeah, we're gonna see bands again. We're gonna. It's it's awesome, and I'm I'm so keen to see with you you with uh, with Jeff, man. I, I haven't, I I I saw you with Scott years ago, but okay, yeah. i this is gonna be the first time, obviously, with Jeff, and he's such an incredible vocalist, man. Like I, I used His to, fault,
0: man. Yeah,
1: I used to follow him with Dry Cell back in the day. Okay. Yeah. And, um, man, he, he's, he's not the new guy anymore. He's, he's definitely, you know, solidified himself in, in stone Till pilots.
0: Yeah. And his, his voice is a mile wide, man. When you hear him, you know, some of these, uh, outdoor venues are of course at the rugby stadiums and such, you're just going to hear him, man. You're like No matter how far back you go, you're just going to hear his voice strong and just present. And uh, it's it's really wonderful to, you know, because we were in your monitors when we are up there. And there's, you know, certain notes that I know is hard, you know, hard for him to hit every night. Just, yeah, like, Man, he just keeps hitting them and hitting them stronger and stronger and stronger. So he's got this weird thing where the more he tours, the stronger his voice gets, you know, whereas whereas a drummer, if you play too many shows in a row, man, you're just like, Woo, do I need a break?
1: <laughs> 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 oh, man. And, and, you know, I think the STP, you know there has to be those special combination of like charisma, vocal ability, uh, and stage presence, all those things, things that Scott and Chester had, but yeah, you know, he, mm-hmm. Jeff has definitely got that that X factor as well. What do you think? Aside from that, is important for this band to have in a vocalist and a front man. You
0: know, it's it's funny because even when we did the the auditions a while back. Um, it was kind of like you you can't have any preconceptions of what someone's, they just have to walk in and have, have the, the magic to, mm-hmm. to be able to, because a lot of people can uh, mimic what Scott was doing, but that that's not, that's not what we need long-term. Yeah. And then with, with Jeff, not only could he sing, I think he sang four songs the first day and just blew us away. We're like, okay, great. So then, uh, we had him come back and we just started writing with him, just throwing them out, just throwing out stuff and seeing how that went. And then he was the only person who could always have a melody, no matter what we come up with. Cause every time we do a sound check, there's a small part of a song that gets written. Cause somebody starts doing something and it's like, Oh, we all jump in on it. Like, Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) It takes a minute. And like, that sounds really good. And he'll always like, even at sound check, he'll just be pop pop, you know, start just coming in with vowels or whatever. And it's like, all right, we're onto something here. Um, not a lot of people can do that as far as vocalists that where they they actually have an instrument Mm. in their voice. Like, you know, not only are they singers, but like, they 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 just have to be able to come up and improvise. And, uh, he's always been great with that.
1: Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And core turns 30 this year. Holy Holy crap. Right. (laughs) What were you doing 30 years ago? Uh, I was in school, but I tell you what, man, like I, I, I've I've been a fan for probably that long. I had mm-hmm. core on cassette. I think I bought this album more times than any other album. With a long history with right. it. I had it on cassette, then got it on CD, and then I got a scratch right where sex type thing is, and it goes, it just come, 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 come. And I was like devastated. Yeah. So I had to buy it again. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm looking for it on vinyl. So <laughs> yeah,
0: the vinyl's really cool. Um what was really great was uh, uh going getting together the uh, the mass when we put together the deluxe set for for core it was really a trip because uh we got to go over the multi tracks mm. and pull and pull up those and just there's i mean it was 30 years ago so there's a lot of stuff you remember but a lot of some of the details that just you know, it was 30 years ago but then to pull up the multi tracks and to hear us talking in between the takes and to hear the bleed from the different instruments. Cause you know, we were just live in the room at that oh, time. Man. It was just it was so much fun. And it was real. It was a real trip to, to go back in time and, and to hear that. And and some of the, the demo recordings we did at the uh, rehearsal studio before we made the album, you know, when we were getting together to write it, that was a great, uh, great trip down memory lane. Cause you'd hear some of the versions and they were really close, but you could tell like, oh, they weren't a hundred percent yet. And once we got in the studio, you know, everything got fine tuned. So, um, yeah, just, I mean, 30 years, years—that oh, was. No. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it cause it's gone by so fast, but, um,
1: yeah. Here we are dude. And it's, yeah. Is that vinyl out yet? Has that been released yet?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it has. It's, uh, we have a deluxe edition and then we have some uh, simple versions of it too. The okay. deluxe edition will have, a couple of live shows uh, like Reading, um that we did for like our first time in England. And then, yep. um, and then it's got some of the demo stuff that I'm talking about as well. So it's kind awesome. of got everything
1: in there. Do you want to take, uh, just give me your bank details. I'll, I'll pay you now. <laughs> <laughs> just Take all my money. Take it all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I tell you what, man, <laughs> like it's that album, especially that, that, the first two, especially, I think, have have a real certain darkness to them. They're really heavy, dark album. I think that's what drew me to them. Like, sort of, I wouldn't say metal, but there's there's those riffs that are real chunky, and your drumming on is just incredible. Do you th- yeah, it's just it's it's just kind of it was
0: so it was so live. You know, um, the first record core we recorded at Rumbo Recorders, which was uh, Captain and Tennille, it was. There's they bought the studio and they had some great stuff there and a lot of cool bands were going through there. And then the the second album, Purple, we did out in Atlanta uh at uh at, at, at the studio there where uh Brendan O'Brien always liked to work at. So so that one was the second album, Purple, we recorded it and mixed it in three and a half weeks. I mean, it was just Every song was like first take, second take done, put a few overdubs on it. Scott would come in and sing and just like, oh, my God, you're already mixing, you know, two songs a day. And... <laughs> well, <I haven't laughs> Man, I'm having fun. Can we do another month? Yeah. yeah, this is great.
1: This is one of my prized possessions, brother. Purple yes. on purple. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it so much. But, um, yeah, there was just something about that time period. And I think that's what drew me to the band because uh, you wrote the lyrics to Plush, right? Or yeah,
0: Scott and I, yeah mm-hmm.
1: So that's, man It's such a, it's a very Very dark song, you know But, you know, it seemed that Over that time, like after Core And then Purple, things started to, to maybe Lighten up a little bit in tone Musically yeah. a little bit What do you put that down to? Do you think it's just Influences or the time period?
0: For us, it was kind of what we're Going through, I mean The, the, the first album we had On first album on core we probably had four or five of those songs Mm. together when we got signed to Atlantic Records and then we had the greatest opportunity ever is to quit our jobs jump into uh, a rehearsal place uh in North Hollywood and just a month and we were just 12 hours a day just jamming and and coming up with new ideas and trying to put together where we're going to go with it so um by the by the time we got to the third album, I think what you're talking about, Tiny Music, yeah. We we knew we wanted to get a little more kind of like what Cheap Trick was doing, you know what I mean, with uh kind of the the heavy rock, but with a little bit of glam thrown in, you know what I mean? Yes. A little bit of pomp, and it was like, yeah, man, because we were all influenced by so many great bands, you know, from Sabbath and Zeppelin, of course, to you know, like Cheap Trick and Aerosmith and and uh and even for a lot of our acoustic stuff, you know, it could be from Gordon Lightfoot to John Denver on the, the lighter stuff, because we all were products of AM radio when we were little kids. And AM radio had a lot of singer songwriter stuff with the pop music that was out. So it's just all it was just all in there. And any anytime someone comes up with a hint of an idea, we can all just jump on it because we all have the same kind of reservoir of of, of tonality to to delve into and pull out.
1: So, oh, I always saw you guys as, as more than, I guess, what that time period labeled a lot of bands. You know, the grunge thing. Like, I I never really saw you. You, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, there's a few mm-hmm. bands that I felt the, that were outside of that label, even though, you know what I'm trying to say. Do you, was that frustrating <laughs> yeah. at the time that you kind of... It
0: was frustrating at the time. It? It, fr- it was only frustrating that journalists couldn't see, like, oh, my God, these guys are all the same age. Therefore, they all were... 10 years prior to that, they're all in somebody's garage figuring out Aerosmith and Zeppelin and Sabbath and, you know, probably some were a little more prog like Rush and King Crimson yeah. like us and and some were, you know, a little more on the metal side, you know, that was going on. But the core, 75%, we all grew up at the same time, the same thing in mind, like, oh, this is what rock and roll is supposed to be. And then the differences was just the individual members and how they transferred out but it was funny that journalists maybe journalists weren't the same age as us they couldn't see Mm. it but it was so obvious and it's uh um it it, it's obvious that we kind of came from the technology was limited to bass drums guitar you know what I mean so yeah yeah. singing and lousy PAs and how to put on a show and playing clubs there wasn't it wasn't coming from so much of the modern music is coming from this crazy pop scene where the, the show and the glamour is way more important or even like the rap scene or the, you know, the hip hop scene where street credentials are, you know, t- uh, important to get you in. There's in our case, it was like we didn't have any of that. We just had whatever clubs would pay us 25 bucks, 100 bucks to play a show and try to get a following in there and just try to write the best songs we could. And then once we got to recording, it's like, oh, man, those guys can play and. And they can write great songs, too. And we just took
1: it from there. And I love that you had all those. You mentioned some of that, like, Rush, King, you know, King, the proggy stuff. I hear some oh, of that yeah. in there. Like, oh, man, it's, it's the good stuff.
0: Man, I, I remember in high school, I had a band, and uh, we didn't have a singer. And we, we were in high school, right? But we played all the college fraternity parties, which was just great. And we'd only play Rush and Led Zeppelin without a singer. And, oh, wow. But you know, it was, you know, the guys were had keg parties and all that, and the girls and, and such. But uh, they were just all, you know, especially the Zeppelin stuff. They'd all be singing it anyways. But the Rush stuff was really great because that playing that stuff live is really challenging, especially when you're in high school. But the uh, reward you get, the cool factor you get from the uh, the older college kids, are just like we're not going to beat you up. You're cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man, rest in peace, Neil eh? Oh. Wasn't he great? Oh, man. I mean, just
0: that that fucking guy, man. I mean, two they do a three-hour set, and he'd two hours in to do his drum solo. Like <laughs> he's just a fucking animal.
1: He was incredible. Oh man, I wish I, I never saw him. Uh, it bums me out. But uh, you know, oh well, <laughs> I've got him on DVD at least. But uh, hey man, yeah. um, you know, I wanted to say that you know, as well talking about you know tiny music. You, you also wrote the music for tripping, in, uh, tripping on a Hole in a Paper Heart, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. Man, that song is incredibly special to me. Uh, oh, really? Cool. Man, I will say, like, you probably hear this stuff all the time, but, I mean, there's been many times in my life where I've been at my lowest, and I've gotten in my car, and I've put that song on, and I've turned it up so fucking loud, and it's just helped you out, right? To. yeah man yeah. Like, and yeah. everyone's got that song you know everyone's got those those songs and I, I guess you hear that a lot is that is that one that comes up a lot for you uh sometimes
0: that a lot of people you know it could be plush or it could be um still remains was always a really yeah. big song for for people i mean so, and lyrically, what Scott did on that song could be one of my all-time favorites. I mean, and not just SDP, like just all times, just his his lyrics on that. And especially because I knew his wife at the time, and I was there when they met. So I kind of knew really from the inside what he was getting at. Um, but uh, I know tripping on a Hole is just, it's just a good, funky, fast, hard-rocking song. I mean, I'm just such a fan of you know, Tower of Power and, and Dave Garibaldi's drumming. So it's like, it's just, I just wanted to take something from, you know, something from yeah. there and and just make it more percussive. And, uh you know, it's, just, it's still a fun one to play every night. It's just, um, it's always on the set list. And and, and and what Dean did with that guitar solo in the, in, in the middle of that thing, is just fantastic. Cause he just burns it right in the yeah. middle. It's just like, oh yeah, here we go. Here we go. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> goosebumps, dude. It's one of those songs, It gives me goosebumps. Every, like, so many years later whenever i listen to it man it's like i'm even oh, thinking about it yeah. i get all like you know you know it's a good you know, <laughs> you know it's a good vibe man but, yeah, um... good.
0: well i'm sure i'm sure you're gonna hear it in a month man we're gonna bust it out for you
1: oh you'll probably hear me right away at the back like badly yeah. screaming it but um <laughs> but um your most recent album is it Pedita? Perdita, yeah. Perdita, I got it right. Um, that came yeah. out in twenty twenty and um, it's a such a great acoustic album, man. Like, you know, it, it's it's really special. But are you guys looking at, at getting back to the heavier stuff on f- further releases?
0: Yeah, the, the Perdita album was just we've all to, to go back in time on every STP record, we've always had one or maybe two songs that had that kind of vibe to it, mm. where it's just softer and a kind of acoustic based. And I think it was like, let's, let's just do a whole album like that, you know? Have yeah. some have some fun and, and do something different. And it was an amazing and it was a cathartic process to, to record it because it was a whole different thing. They didn't have the angst that all the other albums have, you know what I mean? And the sweat. It's just it was just really trying to do more with less and trying to make the space uh be just as important as the the notes that you're hearing. And, uh, yeah, we're just about to tour it <clears throat> when COVID hit. I mean, it was like, uh-oh, here we go. And uh, so, yeah, no, the next record, who knows, it, it could be the, the hardest or the loudest record we've ever done, or it could be a mix of the two. I don't know. Well, I'm sure after we get back from Australia, everyone's going to be itching and saying, all right, let's go. let's go make another record again in between the shows we have lining up. Man this year here in the States. So um, but no, I mean that was kind of just a one one time thing to to see where we're going and but at the same time we all really enjoyed a lot of the aspects of it. So so maybe you hear more of a blend of it, you know. I mean, I, I always loved how Led Zeppelin could mix in kind of the mixtures of stuff like that and have mandolins and songs and yeah, you know, right next to Black Dog and other fantastically amazing. <laughs> amazingly good rock songs it's like yeah it's just it's it's all possible and it's all coming from us and it's all music so we just uh try to try to make it all work
1: absolutely absolutely well i can't hear uh, i can't wait to hear what you guys do next but i mean you've got this tour down here in australia uh what else is coming up for sdp for the rest of the year uh
0: all the festivals and all the good stuff it's, it's all mostly in the states coming up uh what we got going on i mean there's so much planning to go on with Australia and especially after this is the third time we're trying to do this. So um, the rest of the world, I know like European festivals, there's a couple of those that are opening up that are going to be really interesting. Um, But world tours aren't, you know, until everything gets um, simplified as far as what, what everybody needs and what crew people needs and how restrictions work. I mean, once, once that kind of gets, uh, eased up all over the world then you then you're going to see an influx of all sorts of bands and sporting stuff and everything else coming in bring it on
1: dude bring it on yeah right, yeah, you, right? i bet you can't you are itching to get back back out there and start jamming again man
0: Jam <laughs> it, yeah but i haven't been to a concert either it's just that just wow. seems kind of weird to me it's just like uh, it's just, i mean keep nudging towards it and then i'll be like oh, i can't wait to see a C concert again
1: man it's going to be the best thing in the world
0: yeah
1: it is <laughs> well Sounds eric great. man it's been really really awesome hanging out with you today uh we can't wait to see you guys down here for the under the southern stars tour we'll have all the ticket links down here in the show notes. oh great awesome. man see you on the gold coast brother let's go
0: yeah all right see you next month man <laughs> take
1: care brother okay. yeah, Thank see you. Ya. Thanks.
0: planning on traveling this summer